One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling gold, silver, platinum, and palladium bars and coins, and rare and collectible coins. We also buy gold scrap and sterling flatware. If you wish to buy or sell any of these items, please call 402-327-2853 for an appointment. To One Shot, One Life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. And now, welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad. Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to the show, One Shot, One Life, where we help you stop worrying and start winning at life, specifically in the areas of money, people, faith, which we're going to focus on today, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the middle of the United States of America, Lincoln, Nebraska, in the KLIN studios. We appreciate you being here. We're grateful for you being here. Uh, I want to thank uh, my Facebook producer, Johnny Cadillac, for taking care of us and getting us on the metaverse so that everybody can see us on social media. And obviously, my executive producer, Josh Floyd, thank you so much for just getting everything taken care of. Of course. We've also got a studio full here because Kenny Larrabee is here, too. He's our digital director, and he makes sure that uh, everything else behind the scenes works. He's so overseeing. He's overseeing things right now. So anyway, we've got a great show lined up for today. Super excited to have our guest on. But before we dig into that and the topic that we have at hand, Josh, you had a you, you had a great week the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You graduated from college. You're starting a brand new job at what forty two? Yeah, old year. Yeah, forty nice. nailed it. Forty two and yeah, <laughs> nailed it. But you, we were talking before the show started about just really enjoying the journey along the way mm-hmm. and how important that is yeah. in the middle of what I call midlife chaos when <laughs> yeah. everything else is going on around you with kids and activities and school and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, this morning uh, as we were talking about it right before we came on the air and. uh you asked me how my week had been, and I said, it's been amazing. I love my new job. And uh, I was just, I've been just trying to, my life has just been so chaotic. Right. The past few years of being, having three jobs, being a husband and a dad and, and full-time school. And so I've just been taking it easy, kind of let, let my foot come off the throttle a little bit. And this morning, um, I was a little bit late to work. And that's you because, were. Yeah, I was. And I was excited about it. <laughs> right. I was excited about it. Because it was for a very good reason, because I was sitting on the couch. I was kind of procrastinating, like, yeah, I got to get up. And uh, then my son came over, my three-and-a-half-year-old son, Grayson, came over as I was sitting on the couch, and he climbed up next to me and scooted in, and I put he, I put my arm around him, and we just sat. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to get up. I can't yep. get up right now. Like this? He's not going to do this in a few years, you know? Tomorrow he's going to be 18 years old and he's going to be way too cool for it. So I, I was late. I was, I was like 10 minutes late to work today because I, I wanted to just have some time with my son. And that's the important thing. You don't want to lose out on those moments. Mm-hmm. And I had a great uh, opportunity this last week on Wednesday to speak to the Nebraska Broadcasters Association, did their keynote. And part of what I shared was that we need to enjoy the journey. And and a few shows ago, we talked about the gap in the gain Mm -hmm. and taking time to enjoy and look at the progress you've made, the people that you're impacting. And that was on our one-year anniversary show, as a matter of fact. And we were celebrating the gain of the show. Same thing in life. Same thing what you're doing with your kids or family. Again, when we get to the end of our life, the only thing that's going to matter is our relationships and how we took care of them or didn't take care of them. And that's what's extremely important. But had a great time at the keynote. There was about 200 uh, great people there from the radio and television industry in Nebraska, the key, you know, decision makers. And we had a great time. Got to meet some new friends with some incredible stories. I want to thank our general manager at Broadcast House, Amy Graham, and president uh, and executive director of the NBA, Jim Tim, for inviting me to speak. It was a great opportunity and uh, such a great feedback after the sh- the uh, the keynote as well. And and also, we had uh, Broadcast House was represented really well uh, there, and it was so fun to allow them to see me in my element. 
uh, just outside of the, the radio show itself. That's kind of where they know me. So, And I also want to thank my wife, Tammy. Yeah. I couldn't do things without her. She's by my side, running the table and just taking care of, you know, uh, all the interaction that was going on and setups and all that. So yeah. she does a super job with that. Yeah, so. and she she makes you own your successes, too. Cause That's I, true. I messaged you because, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. <laughs> so I messaged Doug and I said, hey, how'd, the, how'd it go? And when he responded to me, it was, it was through voice messages. And uh, I think they were, in, they were must have been sitting right next to each other because Doug started off responding by, well, I think it went pretty well. And Tammy jumped up. She was like, <laughs> it went great. It was awesome. I know. I'm so fortunate. And uh, yeah, very fortunate uh, to have Tammy. Take care of me. She makes, right? she, Be she that makes rock. you own your success. She does. She does. She, <laughs> and I, you know, I've had to learn over, over my entire life. You know, I still need to listen to my wife, right? That's the moral yeah. of the story. Listen to your wife. And yeah. you know, sometimes I'm stubborn, you know, but she helps me along the way. They're so. almost always smarter than uh, us. They are. So <laughs> last week's show was really awesome. You know, if you wanted to earn some extra money, develop a new business, we had a great guest on David Brenderhorst. He's a business development marketing expert, a good friend of mine as well. He's helped people um, all across the country uh, develop their own businesses, design them, launch them, and grow them, and uh, generate millions and dollars of sales. He actually helped me as well as we were kicking off One Shot, One Life. And he just taught us some really powerful and proven tips to answer three questions about starting our own business or side gig, as some people would do. Number one, why should we consider starting our own business? Number two, what does it take to make a successful business? And number three, what should your first step be if you do want to start a business? And so he answers all of those. So you can check that out along with all past episodes on our podcast. And Josh, how can people find us? You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. We recommend Spotify and Apple Podcasts and not only do we require, do we uh, recommend them because you can rate us there, which we'd really yes. appreciate, but they're both <laughs> free to use and very good uh, apps if you're not familiar with podcasts. And if you're not, it's super simple. Download one of those apps, search one shot, all one word, one life, all one word, and you'll find all of our previous episodes and all of our future episodes will live there forever as well. And if you see, want to see our crazy mugs, all you have to do is check us out on Facebook, right? Facebook yeah. Live and the video there, and Johnny will take care of that. Yeah. Only half of my mug. That's today, right. You got your mask on. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. protecting us. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, so. I had a contact, but I'm <laughs> negative, so we're... we're just masking a little bit. Uh, all right. Well, coming up on uh, One Shot, One Life here next week, we're excited on Saturday, August 20th. Financial expert Jerry Robinson. Jerry's a national economist, veteran tra trend trader, and best-selling author. Uh, he's used his own trend trading system to forecast several market events uh, across the United States, including the market crash of 2008, buy signals for 2009, and so many more. His best-selling book, Bankruptcy of Our Nation, is incredible. I encourage you and highly recommend that you get it. He provides an eye opening truth of what's really going on in America's debt-based economy. And currently what we have going on now, he's forecasted this years ago, what we're seeing with inflation, what we're seeing with you know, overspending and high debt levels and all that. So he's really going to help us out to make sense of what's going on right now. And then also give us the best steps on how to weather the financial storm that we're experiencing. So we come out better on the other end and not impacted negatively. So again, next week, Jerry Robinson on the show. All right. Well, I want to close out the first segment uh, by talking about something that's very dear to my heart. And it's uh, really frustrated me uh, into continuing to work to make a difference in people's lives. In today's culture, we're seeing so many people and groups of people pitted against each other, whether it's because of politics, race, religion, sexual preference or orientation, gender identification, COVID, pretty much anything you can think of nowadays, people are going to find an issue in it and they're going to pit against somebody. And I believe that it doesn't need to be that way. I know that there's a way to build a loving and a beneficial relationship with everyone and anyone, even if you disagree with them. And uh, one area that we're seeing a divide that's wider and longer, I think, than ever before is in the area of faith. And that's what we're going to talk about and explore today. There are so many extremes that are pulling people apart. But faith is an area where we have always seen a divide since the beginning of time. And the divide happens on both sides of the topic. Those who have faith, those who don't, and even those who just claim to be neutral with their faith. And we're seeing friendships and relationships destroyed because of it. Um, family member against family member, friend against friend, stranger even against stranger. But personally, and I'm talking about myself here, my faith calls me to personally love and serve those. Um, uh, and, and whether I agree with them or whether I don't agree with them. And I try my best to love and encourage everyone that I come in contact with. Why? Because I believe that uh, I personally am called by God 
uh, to do that. Now, it doesn't mean that I agree with everybody, all right? There's a big difference there. Um, but I love them, and I don't allow what we disagree with get in the way uh, of understanding that we're all human beings and that we all deserve to be loved, um, no matter how difficult it can be. And trust me, it's not, it's not always easy uh, to do that. I ran across some stats a while back from LifeWay Research. I shared them last week, but I want to go over them again. Um, they conducted a survey this past year uh, that explored why there's such a decline in certain areas of faith in the United States. And they found that over the past 14 years, those who identify as Christians in America has dropped from 78% to 63%. 47% said they are members of a house of worship today compared to 70% in 2000. That includes Christians, Jews, and Islams. Uh, 4,500 Protestant churches in, uh, closed in 2019. 39% from a Gallup survey said that they trust pastors in their honesty. The rest question them. And 57% of Americans think at least monthly about how they can find more meaning and purpose in their life. So this is why it's extremely important we talk about this to topic today. I'm excited to jump into it, and I'm grateful to have faith expert and my dear friend for nearly 30 years, Ben Stevens, on the show today. Ben's a pastor at New River Church in Forney, Texas, and he's had a tremendous impact on the people in his life for as long as I've known him, uh, which is getting longer and longer as the days go by. Uh, we're also going to have a raw and transparent conversation about the decline of faith in America over the past several years and what the church needs to do to have a greater impact upon the culture. Um, we're also going to play part of an interview that uh, Ben conducted with someone who was damaged and hurt by the church and how God moved to work powerfully in this young woman's life. Also, we're going to touch on a topic that's get, um, getting a lot of response from our social media feeds of how can we love people and have unity with people even though we have differences. And this is something I think is extremely important that we need to talk about uh, that's happening today. Plus. For the first time ever on the show, we're going to have a live performance. Ben's going to uh, perform a song that he wrote that's really good. And you're not going to want to miss it, uh, and we're going to do that in the last segment of the show. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by faith expert Ben Stevens. And if you have a question or a comment for Ben throughout the show, you're welcome to text us. We're now going to open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400, and you can also comment on our Facebook Live feed as well. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and a big, big thanks to our show partners, Youth for Christ of Lincoln. Youth for Christ is a non-denominational, non-profit organization. They serve over 2,400 youth in the Lincoln and surrounding areas and do a fantastic job. They're led by Executive Director Matt Schulte, good friend of mine. Uh, Youth for Christ serves through three specific ministry areas. They have campus life for teams of middle uh, middle school and high schoolers, juvenile justice for jailed teens, and parent life for pregnant teens. Uh, they do an amazing work in the, in the city. We also have a, a, a podcast that we've been doing for several months now called Engaging Today's Teens. We'd love for you to check it out. Matt and I equip parents, teachers, grandparents, uh, anybody who has connection with their teens to navigate through their formative years, and I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, you can go to yfclincoln.org for the podcast and to learn more about their ministry work, yfclincoln.org. Well, today we're honored to have faith expert Ben Stevens on the show. Ben's a pastor at New River Church in Forney, Texas. He's also an entrepreneur on top of that and an incredible musician. We're going to hear him play a little bit later on in the show. I personally know Ben for nearly 30 years and have worked side by side with him for about four of those years. And because of this, I know he's an expert um, that we can truly trust to provide us with some true um, you know, content and information to navigate through a couple of intense topics today. Today, I want to talk about um, with Ben a couple of things. First of all, since we're seeing a decline in faith in, generally in the U.S., I would love his perspective on that. And second, to answer the question, is it possible to love somebody even though you have differences? So, Ben, welcome to One Shot, One Life. 
Doug, thanks for having me, man. I'm looking, looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Uh, this is great, and thank you so much for joining us today. I knew you fly, you knew you flew back last night, late, late last night, to get home so you can join us for the show. I, I appreciate that, and I know you, you know, it's kind of been a busy week for you. Absolutely, but I'm excited to be here. It's going to be great. All right. Well, we've known each other for nearly 30 years now, and I'm super excited to have you get introduced to our audience. As a matter of fact, we were doing some social media posts to promote the show. I've gotten more, I think, more interaction uh, about the topics we're going to talk about today, Ben, than I think I ever have about anybody being on the show. So that's really exciting. It means we're really going to talk about some good things. Uh, I would love for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you share your story and ultimately how it led to where you're at today as a pastor? I grew up in a small town down in Texas, in Madisonville, Texas, uh, uh, between Houston and Dallas. And I went to church in a little community about 10 miles from there called Midway, uh, Midway Church of Christ is where I grew up. And my dad was a pastor there and, and a, kind of a leader in the community. And my mom taught school there. And so I, um, I, I just had such a wonderful uh, church family growing up. And I can't, I can't, I don't want to diminish that comment because that it was only about a hundred people, 90 to hundred people, but older people, younger people, we were so close and I felt such a love in that church and in that, uh, community. And, uh, I always have felt like in my own heart that that, that is church. That's yeah. the way church is. I mean, that's the way, at least in my, in my world, that's the way um, it should be. And so I, I graduated from there and I went to Abilene Christian University, graduated from there and then went to, uh, the Metroplex and have been in the Metroplex in the Dallas Fort Worth area ever since as a youth pastor or senior pastor or whatever. And, and, and the whole scheme of things of all the different churches where I've served and been part of, I've always tried to recapture this original thing that I had growing up, this love in this little sweet country church where I grew up thinking that that's the model. That's the best model I've ever seen as far as what a church family should be. And I, I I'm passionate about that. I, I think there's a way that you can love and accept people and, and, and have a church uh, that does that. In a, but as you said in your comments earlier, you don't necessarily have to agree on every topic and everything and every issue in this old world, but um there, there is a greater responsibility for believers um, that I deeply believe is important. And, and, and that has to be what Jesus said is you've got to, the, the, the stressing of loving God and then loving your neighbor. And I, I think that that has to be so foundational. And we read those passages, we memorize those passages, and we think they're, yeah, that, that's important. But to live those out in a way that's sacrificial and accepting of other people is more challenging than just reading them. Well, give me a paint, a paint a picture then of what that church experience was like for you and what you envisioned for the church and in how you interact with each other. Well, I think the, um, you know, we, you know, the church, the, the culture has shifted so much just in my lifetime. And I always, I always hate saying that because I heard old folks say that when I was a kid. And I think, you know, old things weren't like the way they were. And it drives me crazy when I say that because I think people are just thinking, well, you're just an old fogey now or whatever. But I, what I hope you hear is that there is a, we spend a lot more time face to face with our phones than we do with each other. And I, and I, I pause and think about that, how the way I grew up, I mean, our church got together for all kinds of different functions. We'd have New Year's parties together and we would spend time together and we would celebrate marriages and weddings and we'd mourn at funerals together. And, and it was the center. It was the center of our life of growing up. And, you know, church used to be the center of community, used to Wednesday nights. No one really had anything going on in the right. middle of the week. They used to, everybody used to, there was an expectation that people would go to their local churches and communities and, 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 and I think something we, we've replaced God with a lot of different things. And I think that's Satan's way of kind of distracting us from what matters, but I've just tried to, I've tried to recapture and you can ask folks at our church at new river. I say it over and over again to them that I, there's this sweet little love and acceptance of one another that I think that we've got to be so focused on in order for a, a church to be act 
to be light and darkness in a community. It saddens me when you read that stat mm-hmm. of churches that are closing, the number of churches that have closed. But then I pause and think for a second, when the eyeballs of the church turn inward and all we do are we're concerned for ourselves and there's no community focus. And this is where we get the, the, the trouble with uh, outsiders coming in that are different, that believe differently, that they, they hadn't been taught things of faith. And yet, so because they're different, they feel uh, like they're an outcast and they don't feel like accepted in, in, in our midst. And the church has got to do a better job of loving people where they are and willing to spend time with them, teaching and discipling and walking beside them and telling them and teaching them things of faith. A lot of these people didn't grow up in, in churches like a lot of us did uh, that are a little bit older. So it, it, to, to, to have somebody walk in that has no faith background, there should be no expectation that they're in a great place. They may not be. They may need help to understand and to walk through an addiction, to walk through a divorce, to walk through a hurt. And we've got, as a church, we have to be able to find a way to minister to those people and love them where they are. Yeah, you've been working with your congregation with a series uh, called Rethinking the Church and how you interact and, and, and serve within the community and build relationships, like you said, of people that don't maybe not don't think or, or, or aren't on the same page in different areas of our lives. I read an article with uh, another stat where they were talking about the three main areas that non-Christians feel like they're not accepted by Christians, and they were these. Number one, they felt like uh, Christians were judgmental. Number two, they felt like they were hypocritical. And number three, that they were just bad in general about building relationships because they had that inner circle that you were just talking about. Um, in this series, Tammy and I, my wife and I, started watching your series and something really struck me. You had a conversation with a gal named Megan Brown, and I would love for you to kind of set that up. I've got a little bit of a clip here from that interview, but I'd love for you to set it up as we get into that. And that will lead us in then to our next segment of talking about uh, the series of how you think the church can do a better job at reaching people. Well, um, uh, one of our members of our church posted Megan, uh, Megan wrote, uh, it's just a piece of a song. She didn't, she hadn't even finished the song she told me, but she wrote this piece of a song. And, um, I'm not sure if you have the song part of it or not, but the, I do. Okay. Well, perfect. So you'll get to hear the lyrics to that song. So when I first heard that, I thought to myself, oh, man, I would love to have a conversation with her because I'm doing this series and talk to her about her hurt and how she dealt with that and what, you know, it, you know, what, what stemmed the what stemmed her to to write the song and and she writes a lot of songs about uh pain that she's experienced within the within the church and so i emailed her and said would you be willing to have a conversation with me about this and so i can share this with the church and and i just took a piece of that to share with the church of what you're going to play is is that piece she's a place for the hurt why are we slamming the door in their face the minute they say they aren't perfect? Why do we look at them like a disgrace if church is a place for the broken? Why are we turning the people away who choose to be honest and open? About not always being okay. I didn't grow up going to church, but I decided in middle school that I wanted to start going to church. So I got involved in this church and then I joined the worship team and I was literally going to church like four times a week, volunteering. The church was my life. Um, and I loved Jesus and I loved serving people and everything about that. But while I was there, some things happened and some situations were not handled well um, on other people or people in leadership on their end towards me, if that makes sense. Um, And I think I got really bitter towards the church that I was at and I ended up leaving and going to another church. And while I was there, I never really addressed the bitterness that I had towards the people that hurt me. Um, and towards that church in general. And I kind of just put a bandaid over it and like kept living my life, kept doing what I was doing, kept going to church and being involved. And then over time, I think I just 
the anger just started to get worse and the bitterness got worse because I wasn't dealing with it or bringing it to the Lord. Um, and I stopped going to church. I didn't want anything to do with it. And I had all these questions that I didn't know how to ask because I literally thought that I wasn't allowed to have them and that I should be ashamed for having them. Um, so yeah, that kind of turned me away from my faith and the church. I never left the faith completely or denounced it. I just didn't want to be involved in the church aspect of it. Um, but so about two months ago, I was on my lunch break for work and I was sitting on the couch and I know this was the Holy Spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit. I've never really like clearly heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, but like I knew he spoke to me in that moment and I felt him say, hey, you are associating with how you were treated by people with how I treat you and how I am. And that's why you're bitter. That's why you're angry. Because you're expecting me to be like the imperfect people that I placed in your life. And I just like started sobbing. And it just like really clicked with me then. So I ended up meeting with a few people from the church I was talking about that I started at. And they actually ended up apologizing. And those moments were some of the most powerful moments of my life. Um, and I feel like that was a huge step that I took that kind of helped me sort through the bitterness and things that I was dealing with. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now, just like trying to, I guess, figure out how do I live a life that is pleasing to God in a, with this new awareness of how the church is full of broken people and brokenness. One thing that stuck out to me, Ben, when she said, um, I didn't leave the faith. I just didn't want to get involved, back involved with the church. Um, and that it goes exactly with what you're talking about is what are some ways as a church that we can reach out the community and really involve and embrace people rather than, um, you know, have them just have all kinds of, you know, different thoughts and ideas and assumptions uh, before getting into it. So we're going to take a quick break here, Ben. And um, when we come back, we're going to dig into what you've been you've been working on with your church, which is really cool, a series called Rethinking the Church. And I think it's going to be really um, eye-opening and encouraging and a breath of fresh air of how we can uh, reach out to people and open up our lives to them to love and embrace them. All right. So I believe this is so vital. Keep tuned in. Uh, and then later on the show, we'll have Ben perform a song as well. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on The Talk of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us on One Shot, One Life. We want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners, amazing group of people that believe in our message and help us get the word out. We cannot do this without them. Uh, Lincoln Coin and Bullion, my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, proudly serving the Lincoln and surrounding areas for 25 years now. Casey Smile, Dr. Headley, and his entire staff completely transformed my smile. They can do the same thing for you as well. Youth for Christ of Lincoln, a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry serving over 2,400 young people in the Lincoln and surrounding areas. The Searcy team of home real estate, Mary, Jeff, and their entire family have helped Tammy and I um, buy and sell five homes over the past 30 years. They can do the same thing for you. We highly recommend the Searcy team of home real estate. And finally, the Medicare Solutions team, Michael Graham and his team of independent brokers will help take the confusion out of all the Medicare options that are available for you and help find the best Medicare plan for you and your family. Um, all this through a comfortable, non-pressure process. You can contact them at the MedicareSolutionsTeam.com. And if your business would like to partner with us and the One Shot, One Life team, all you have to do is email me, Doug at KLIN.com, Doug at KLIN.com.
Well, our guest today is faith expert Ben Stevens. If you missed uh, the last segment, I highly recommend that you go back and check out the podcast when the show is over. But Ben, um, we left that last segment uh, by uh, sharing an interview that you had with Megan Brown. I'd love for you just to share more of your insight about that interview and what led you then to start uh, uh, thinking about how do we rethink the way that we do church? Well, one of the things that Megan's story, I think, can be told a hundredfold throughout every city that somewhere along the way, the church, the church cannot sit in some kind of sanctimonious um, uh, place and think that it does not do harm occasionally that there, there will be times because we are human and because we're flawed, we're going to uh, we're going to do things that, that wound and hurt people. And the church just needs to be honest about that and how we deal, how we deal with that. And, there's the, there's the balance of striving to live holy, which I believe that we're called to live, that we're, we're called to live holy people. And we don't dictate what that holiness is. That comes from God. That comes from his holy word. We, what we strive to do, but the, when the culture shifts and changes and says, well, I want you to accept this as holy, and I want you to accept different things that I believe that are okay to be holy, we still, as his people, have to strive in love to be able to teach and care about the broken and the wounded and in our culture and our society. And I don't, if you look at the life of Jesus and how beautiful it was the time that he spent with people that the world and that the religious leaders of the day said, man, why in the world would you spend any time sitting around their table and having a conversation with mm. them? And I think the culture uh, is, is really, there, there's almost a, a real demand, I think, right now in our that people are seeking purpose. Yep. They're trying to find out where they where they fit in the whole scheme. I, I look at these the, these school shootings and these these kids that that end up doing things, and, and I really deeply believe, especially from being a youth pastor, that kids are trying to find who they are, their identity in this world. And when you're taught at a young age that I am a child of God that God loves me and that there is a place for me within the kingdom, then I think it really gives you a foundational way to live your life and to know, you know what? I, I know that of all the things that may go wrong in my life, there is a loving father and a loving God who cares about me. And I want to be identified with that. Even when my world, my, even if my earthly father turns his back on me, I've got a heavenly father that still loves me and desires to have a relationship with me. And I, I think the church just needs to look at the world maybe differently instead of, you know, instead of propping up church for church, for building churches and to, for the purposes of uh, just ministering to the church. I even think our facilities should look more like places where the broken can mm. stay if they're hurt and they're wounded. I mean, I even think the rethinking all of that, Jesus said in, I believe it was Matthew 17, that he prayed for such perfect unity between the believers that the, the, then he says this, that the world will know that you sent me talking. He was praying that to his father. And I, I think it's not unity of thought. And I think that's where we get sidetracked. I think it's unity of heart. I think we, we should love the broken and the hurting together so much that the world will see, okay, they're different. They're different because they've been with the Savior, and that's how they're different. And the world will know that that Jesus was sent by his Father by the way that we, together as the church, love one another and care for one another. And I think that, to me, is the goal. And I, I don't think it's going to be unity of thought. There's just no way. You can't get two people in a room <laughs> together and make them think about, make them agree on anything. I mean, so trying to make that look at the Bible and say, well, the Bible, this means this passage means this. And uh, no, no, no. What's the, the greatest commandment? Go back to that. Jesus even told us that you, you need me to show you an example of what this is. What is a neighbor? Look at the Good Samaritan story. That's what a good neighbor is. Somebody who's broken, somebody that normally you would never have anything to do with, but you stop, you heal their wounds, you gave them a place to stay, you give them food and you take care of them and you love them. That is a good neighbor. And that's what somebody, that's what Jesus calls us to. And I think Megan's 
Megan's experience is not unlike other young people. And I think a lot of our young people is turning away from the faith because they're, they see the hypocrisy of saying one thing and then ignoring the broken in your own community. And they go, wait a minute, this does not jive with what you're saying and what you're preaching on Sunday morning and then not practicing throughout the week. You know, the pan- during the pandemic and after the pandemic, over the last several months, I've had conversations with several people, Ben, several people who felt something was different going back to church. They had, they had, you know, they had been removed for a while physically for, for a lot of people. When they went back, I think one of the things that we started to identify was they felt like they were going to church simply to be served versus to serve and find true purpose of reaching out to people, serving people, loving people, and trying to develop this community you're talking about. Did you experience any of that? Oh, absolutely. And I think that our people are, you know, the church, the pandemic, uh, some people say it was not good for the church. Other people say that it was because it helped us, you know, even use our little Facebook live or YouTube live to be able to broadcast to learn how to do little things like that. But I, I really think it made people kind of stop and think, why do I go to church? What is the, if I'm sitting at home now, why do I, what is the purpose of right. going to church? And it's not, you know, you can have community by going down to the Taco Bell with six guys every week and, and call that some kind of a community. But that's, the church is the bride of Christ. And, and this, this beautiful imagery that the Bible talks about, how sweet the church is as far as the, what, what Christ did for the church to, to sacrifice himself for the church. So I don't believe in throwing the baby out with the bathwater here and say, well, the church is no good. I just want to have a relationship with God. I don't really want to have a relationship with his people. Well, that, it don't work that way because, <laughs> I mean, it just don't work that way. We, we have to bear one another's burdens. Uh, bear one another's burdens and care for one another and practice all those one another passages. The Bible talks about encourage one another, you know, share with one another. And so I, I think that the church has maybe lost its way a little bit because all the eyes have been turned inward. Let's just do for ours. If they don't agree with us, let's just keep doing for our children and for our church. And for and then the, the world sees that and says, well, there's no authenticity here to care about the community or the broken. And so I think people had to kind of rethink coming out of the pandemic. What's the purpose of our church? What are we striving to do in the community? So, yeah, I think it's been a good thing as well. And, um, that's, but, but we still need to be proactive, uh, in, in sharing what we believe. Um, and you talk about in your series, there's one part of your series where you talk about the church needing to reclaim courage. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I, um, I love the passage in Acts chapter 17 when when Paul stands up in Athens and he preaches to the men of Athens and and all of these idols to all these gods are around the city of Athens. And so Paul stands up and he says, men of Athens, I can see by all accounts that you are religious people. And he has this he has a conversation. uh about this unknown God. They had one, they had one idol to an unknown God. And Paul starts to describe who this unknown God is to them. And he stood there knowing that a lot of them were not going to agree. And if you read that passage, the very end, it says some believed and some just went away. And the reality of life, that's going to happen even within the church. But the problem I think now is that the church has almost become silent, that the members, people, People are afraid with, I think, with some of the council, council culture and mm-hmm. some of the things that go on. They're even afraid to speak up, I think, within their own workplace that I am a believer, that I'm a Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian, and I'm going to stand in my faith and, and share. Now, I don't, doesn't mean I'm going to be judgmental, and that's, the, that's the, the, the tricky part of the Christianity because people automatically jump to the conclusion that all Christians are judgmental and that all Christians are not loving and they don't accept my way and things like that. Well, we, you're not going to find a perfect Christian. I mean, our, our, our boss, he was perfect. He's the boss. And so we follow him. That's what we follow. And we do our best to, to do, to live the way that he lived. And, and, but I would, for all your listeners, If you don't hear anything else I say, please hear this. There is a God who deeply loves you. 
I mean, he deeply loves you. And I want you to know him. I really do. Yeah, I believe the apathy that we have within the church um, is because of the fear of being able to step out. And it's hard. It takes courage to step out on faith, to share what we believe, and to know that in that sharing, we're vulnerable. And that vulnerable time is, it means that people may, you know, reject us or what we believe. Um, but the reality is they're rejecting God. And so um, I think part of that process as well is that we need to learn how to love people, even in our differences, even, even when we don't agree. And I think a lot of times people will place the issue above the relationship. And once that happens, then you can't cross that divide. And so in the last segment, we're going to take a quick break here. And in our last segment, we're going to talk about how can we love and build relationships with other people, even if we don't agree with them. And, uh, and then Ben, we're going to have you pull out your guitar and play for us a song that you wrote in the middle of all this, um, where you really contemplated how can we serve each other and be a good neighbor. It's going to be great. And uh, stick around for this. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. Uh, we love having you here. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron, the entire crew are awesome people. They've been my Precious Metals team for over 10 years. As a matter of fact, I visit them on a regular basis. I'd love for you to do that as well. If you ever have thought about being interested in buying or selling gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, they are the place to go. They're honest. They're trustworthy. And you know me. I'm only going to promote people and have people on the show that I trust. And there is so much out there right now on, on media about wanting you to buy gold and silver from all these different places. Well, why don't you go somewhere where I know you can trust them? Uh, they're going to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. They only do that, as a matter of fact, because they want to give you their full attention. All you have to do uh, to make an appointment is call them up, 402-327-2853. That's 402-327-2853. And if you just want some general information, you go to their website at lincolncoinandbullion.com. And if you go in or if you visit any of our sponsors for the show, we would love for you to tell them that you heard about it on One Shot, One Life. And we appreciate that. Over the last several weeks, we've had uh, our sponsors tell us that they've had people come in because they've heard about us, uh, on, heard about them on the show. And we really appreciate that. And we've got some great listeners. And this whole week, we just got great response from our listeners. And we appreciate you tuning in and would love for you to share more about the show with those that you love and care about. If you want to come and see the show, give us a shout. Yeah. You come and sit in the studio? Why not? Right? Yeah, we can open it up. We love audiences. Yeah. We've had it packed before. So yeah. pack the house. One day, one day we're going to have our own auditorium. We'll be doing the show out of it. So. Well, grandstands. <laughs> That's right. We're having a raw and transparent and heartfelt conversation with faith expert Ben Stevens about the decline of faith in America over the past several years and what he feels like that can be done in regards to the church. Now, Ben, in our final segment, we're going to uh, have you perform a song that you wrote. But before we do that, um, one thing that really tears at my heart is seeing the divide in our culture today between people who disagree pretty much about any type of issue that you can think of. Um, there's so much hate for, hatred that's really ripping friendships apart and causing even friendships not to be you know, formed because of it. Let me ask you this, Ben. Is it possible for someone uh, to love someone and have unity with them even through differences? Well, absolutely. And I, this, it, this really wears me out to see how our culture has it's all, I know that the media, the, I feel like the media is almost designed to keep us split uh, right down the middle as a country that there's one side. If you don't think this, then, and, and we've got people taken to the streets. We've got people, you know, billionaires paying for protesters and things to keep us all stirred up and all divided. And, and guys, I, I just want us as a country to pause for a second and, and realize 
the greater good here is the relationship with one another, that we're all Americans, number one. Some of us are Christians. Some of us are, are Muslim. Some of us are Jews. But we're all Americans. We're all human beings. And there is a greater good here that we have to stop for 30 seconds and say, okay, I, 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 I'm not going to allow some issue to break uh, fracture what could be a really good relationship. I've got a dear, dear friend that lives in Long Island, New York, and he is a Italian Jew that lives up there on uh, Long Island. And he works with me and these stuff that I do some entrepreneurial things together. And he is liberal and he's wrong on nearly every issue that I talk to him about. <laughs> and he is one of my dearest friends. And I could not imagine having an issue uh, divide our friendship. And I haven't known him a long, long time. There's just a, there's a brotherhood that we feel together and, and this spirit that we have together. And I, I mean, I love that guy. And we sat with him when we first started talking politics, I had to ask myself the question, would I let some conversation about politics or about issues of the day derail this friendship even though he does not line up with some of the things that I believe. And it just, the friendship was so much more valuable to me. And I, I just thought, you know what, why can't the, he wants to, my friend wants to do a podcast together to show the, the long Island accent and the Southern accent. He wants <laughs> he and I to get together to show the whole country that you don't have to agree and you can still love one another and be friends. And I, and I'm going to say this to you. It's a conscious decision to do that. Yeah. It's not yep. something that you can just say, I'm just, I'm just kind of willy nilly. You cannot let influencers in this culture try to divide us. So you have to make a decision. I'm going to walk into it. Jesus said, what credit is it to you to love those who love you? Mm. <laughs> you know, even the pagans do that. So the challenge for a believer, especially for a Christian, is to love those who don't love us who may not believe like us, who may not line up with our values and our thoughts and our, our beliefs, but we have to have a, a spirit of love and acceptance toward the, the world. And guess what? It'll change our whole culture. I, I deeply believe that. Yeah. We've got just a few minutes. I want to get the song in, so I'm going to have you just jump right into this. You wrote a song about that called Good Neighbor and love for you to perform it. Okay. Thank you. What's the world coming to? We fight, we kill for our truth. Where did love and kindness go? Without forgiveness, and we will never grow. To be a good neighbor, a good friend, don't let the hate destroy us in the end. Be a good neighbor and you'll find you'll leave a better life behind. Politics will not unite. It just divides us causes fights the answer won't be found in man but on our knees turn to God again so be a good neighbor a good friend don't let the hate destroy us in the end be a good neighbor So 
Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. How can people get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, they can reach me at the, you can go to newriverforney.com. And I was go, I was going to say that um, there we have a, a, a thing that we do for our community. You can go to newrivergiving.com if you wanted to. It's a little thing called the Dollar Club. We Once a month, we ask everybody in our church to give a dollar. And that dollar goes to somebody in our community that's in need, that's broken, that's hurting, that needs help. And so we just, if you want to give to that, it's greatly appreciated. You don't have to. I know preachers get a bad rap about asking for money. Hey. You don't have to do that. But if you want to do, know that 100% of those funds go to to help people that are in need. And so that's newrivergiving.com. And you can select a dollar club on that website so ben it's been a pleasure as always we wish we had more time we're going to ask you back if you're ever wanting to come back we'd love to have you on the show again. sure appreciate it my friend well thank you so much for being here if you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or previous shows you can find them at klan.com and all podcast platforms simply search one shot all one word one life all one word on your favorite podcast service you can also catch the video playback on facebook at 1400 klin i want to thank today's guest expert in faith ben stevens and special thanks to my producers josh floyd and johnny cadillac and until next time take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count we'll see you next week For listening to the One Shot One Life Show, visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com, and listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One